0: Okay, so grab your Bibles, turn to Psalms 67. Psalm 67, we're actually gonna break down that psalm this morning, we gotta get ready for mission focus, and so this is a great missions-themed uh, psalm. As a matter of fact, this is gonna be our, our theme psalm for our missions moving forward here at MBT. If you didn't get a set of notes on the way in, raise your hand, and somebody can bring you hard copy. There's a PDF version of the notes on the social links, so YouTube, uh, Facebook, MBTKC.org. You can grab the digital uh, handout. But uh, if you want, a, if you want hard copy, raise your hands. Uh, thanks, guys. Brian, thank you. Praise the Lord. And uh, thanks for. What was the name of the psalm? Was the name of the song Psalm 67? Is that what Jeff and Kylie named it? Let the people praise. Thee. Let the people praise thee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I'm, thank you for Emmanuel, with authentic 80s keyboard synthesizer. It was, that was just awesome. Praise the Lord. The 80s had the very best music of all the decades. Is the 80s. Some of you know. Well, others of you, you just you weren't there. You couldn't know. Brian introduced you, praise the Lord. Okay, let's pray, and then we're gonna get to work. All right, Father, we love you, we need you, God, thank you for the baptisms that we saw this morning. We pray your blessing over our brothers. Lord, for both Xander and Ryan, God, thank you for how you're working in their hearts and their lives, and, and we wanna just agree together right now and, and say, Lord, would you watch over them? Lord, would you help us to encourage and admonish, to remind, uh, to exhort, Lord, to correct, to rebuke, Uh, Lord, to teach. Lord, the things that you command us to do in scripture, we want to help hold our brothers accountable. We want to help them to know and grow in your word, Lord, because who you are in their life, it it doesn't just matter here. It's going to matter across the face of the earth, Lord, how you work in them, uh, that's going to that's going to add. It's going to end up compounding with what you're doing in this church, and and Lord, that we're trusting that through that, Lord, you will shake the nations for your glory. And so, God, would you help us to receive your word, Lord? We want to not be academic in our approach. We don't want to just give mental assent to truth. We want to submit to it. And so, God, help us to draw near. We want to draw nigh to you right now. And so. Lord, we, we want you to build us up and edify us. God, thank you as stewards for this time of equipping. Thank you for the, the opportunity to give, uh, Lord, for giving Tuesday. I think that, that continues until this next Tuesday. But, uh, Lord, we want to support orphans. We want to support the fatherless. And so, Lord, as we give to the fatherless fund, Would you bless those resources, Lord, as we give tithes and offering, and and Lord, sacrifice for missions. God, we're asking that it would fall out to your glory and that it'd be good for people, it'd be good for the nations. And so, Lord, help us to, to continue to be faithful stewards and then bless that giving for your own glory, we pray in Christ's name, amen. All right, Psalm 67, this is our theme song. It's a psalm to the chief music, musician on Neganoth. That word is just on a stringed instrument, so we had some praises on stringed instruments this morning. And before we get into Psalm 67, I just wanna make this point, and I wanna trust the Lord that, that, that we'd get this clearly before we move into the psalm, and it's this. I hope we understand that without Jesus, without Christ, in and working in our lives, we are nothing, we have nothing, and brothers and sisters, we can do nothing. So, let me break this down for you in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, we find out that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And then you get this verse 3 says, All things were made by him were made by the living word of god who is god who was in the beginning with god all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made so every molecule every atom every proton every proton every neutron every quark every bit of string right in the matter of the universe it was made by the lord he spoke it into existence All things were made by him. Verse four says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Without him there is no life. He is everything. This is what we need to get. Everything that you see, everything that you touch, everything that you interact with would not be possible without the spoken word of the living God. Nothing would exist without the word of the Lord. Hebrews 1 verse 3 says that he upholds, right? Upholding all things by the word of his power. When God speaks, it's for eternity. It uphold, the word of the Lord upholds the very fabric of the universe. All things by the word of his power. Colossians 1.17 says it's by him, it's by Jesus, that all things consist. The fact that we're continuing in existence is because the word has spoken and matter now is and it's only because it's being upheld by the power of that word that it continues to exist. It's by Jesus that all things consist. In John 14, verse six, Jesus himself says it this way, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Without Christ you have no life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And Paul, He confessed it in Acts 17, verse 28, for it's in Him, it's in Christ, it's in Jesus, that we live and move and have our being. In Him alone can we exist, in Him alone. That's who we are, that's our identity. Literally, once you see the truth, you see that Jesus is literally actually everything, right? He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. So without Jesus, without God, We are nothing, we have nothing, we can do nothing. So Christ must be in us as his people. Christ has to be in all that we do as his people. His word, his will over our life has to be. It must be manifest in everything that we do. If our ministry doesn't show forth the living word of God, well then there's no power and nothing will be accomplished. See with Jesus, Mark 9, verse 23. If we believe the word of God with Jesus then, all things are possible to him that believeth. Do we believe that this morning? Amen. That was so weak. Are you, guys, you know, we're meeting a whole hour later than we used to meet now. I mean, isn't it weird how, oh, I get to sleep in for another hour and then you sleep in for an hour and 20 minutes? What's up with that? Um, turn to your neighbor and tell him, wake up and get to work. All things are possible to him that believeth. Okay, so here's our prayer, Psalm 67. Let's pick it up in verse one. verse one we see the plea. Here's what we have to have from God. It's your first two blanks this morning in your notes. What must we have from God? Verse one tells us, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah. Uh, This is what we we were just singing, this Psalm. God be merciful, we need his mercy. We need his blessing and we need him to shine his face upon us. This prayer comes from the priestly or Aaronic, right? Priestly benediction, priestly prayer. It's it's found in number six. In verses 24 through uh, 26, let's go ahead and put that on the screen. Here is the way, it's first recorded in scripture, the Lord bless thee and keep thee, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Uh, That is a a benediction of blessing on God's people. And what was true for the nation of Israel, we can trust the Lord for today because we have in scripture, we have in the New Testament, Ephesians 1, chapter three, and we find out who we are and what we have in the person of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1-3 says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath, what, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. If you are in Christ, you have not just the mercy and the grace of God, but you've got all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in the person of Christ. So if you look at your life this morning and you're saying, you know, I don't know if I'm seeing all spiritual blessings at work in my life. I don't know that my life spiritually is thriving. Well then, why is that? You gotta ask yourself the next logical question. Why is that? Because if there's a hindrance, the problem isn't because God is hindered to give his blessing. The hindrance must be on our part. Somehow we're hindering the blessing of God and so repentance is desperately needed. Here's God's part. Psalm 80 verse seven, turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. That's God's part. He needs to show us our need. He needs to, he, he, we need him to pour out his spirit in, in understanding and conviction. But now here's your part. Here's our part. James 4.8. The Bible says we're to draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to us. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded so we have to come to a place where we say, I recognize I'm not living in your blessing. Something's wrong, so I need to examine my life. What needs to be repented of? What needs to be overturned? What direction do I need to stop going in and turn and go, go the opposite direction back to God? Where is the point of repentance in my life? And then once we do that, once we begin drawing near to God, God draws near to us and his face is now shining on us, and we see the blessings of God over our life. So here's the key, why do we need Psalm 67 verse one? God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Well we need it because verse two needs to be a reality in our life. See we cannot be a witness for God just like verse two we pray. Uh, We can't be a witness for God in the power of our own strength. That's your next blank your own strength accomplishes nothing in terms of God's mission. And Jesus told us that in Acts chapter one, verse eight. He said that we'd receive, the church would receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So in order to empower us to be the witness, the word witness there is martos, right? In order to have the strength, the power, the ability to lay down our life as a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to be endued with power from on high. And Jesus says that comes when the Holy Ghost is given to the church. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you look at verse two, you see that the whole world They can see God's church, they can see God's people, and too often they are asking themselves, where is their God in their life? Where is his power over their life? And so when we think about the mandate that's over our lives in terms of the world to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to first pray for ourselves We need blessing and power from on high. Otherwise, we're gonna play at it. We're gonna play at church. We're gonna play at missions like little children play at house. There's a form, right? There's a form. There's something that's in play, but there's no reality. It's all pretend. It's all fake. Where is the living God at work in the lives of his people? See, when the lost world sees the church, they ought to be saying to themselves, those people know God. They have something that I don't have. So we must pray for ourselves. We need blessing and power from on high. In Acts chapter two, the Holy Ghost did come upon the church just like Jesus said it would. The whole world saw it. The whole, you know, the proselyte Jews, they're all over the world. So the whole world is gathered in Jerusalem at Pentecost and the church now preaching in the power of the Holy Spirit, that catapulted the church to the nations as we'll see in the rest of Psalm 67. So when people see us, when people see MBT, when they look at your life, do they think that God is at work in your life? That God's obviously at work in and through our lives here at MBT, and I wanna tell you something. You and I, we can't fake that, we can't manufacture that. We can't put on like God is mightily at work in our lives. Uh, Haven't you ever noticed, I mean, as you study people, can't you tell when people are faking? Hi, how are you doing? Oh, it's so great to see you. I mean, they can't hide the fact that they're in a pressure situation where they got to be nice to you and it comes off super fake and it's not attractive, is it? It's disgusting. Nobody likes a faker. Okay, so you we can't fake this. We can't manufacture this. Oh man, the spirit of the lord is on me mightily and oh, really? I think you probably just got gas and you know, I don't know. I mean, you can't fake it. This is something that God has to do in and through us as his people. So that brings us to point number two. When we have it, it's gonna come out, right? What's it? We, we, we made the plea, so here's what God produces. Here's the product. What God's blessing will empower us to do. If we get verse one, then verse two will be a reality, that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. So notice... The key is is that God's way, thy way, be made known upon the earth. What is thy way? Well, this is the way of the disciple. This is the way of the learner, the follower of Christ and his words. So in other words, what we're talking about in terms of thy way, thy way, that's discipleship. This is the way. Okay, now in terms of the Mandalorian, have you ever noticed no matter what he's doing, he's like, this is the way. I mean, it's who I am and so whatever I do, well, this is the way. No, Jesus says what the way is. Check out Matthew 28:19 through 20. This is the way that we have been given. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Teach them what? Well, we'll see that in verse 20. Uh, do what we saw this morning, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And then this is the way, right? We go, we teach, those that respond, they get baptized because this is the way. And then we teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. We teach them the word of Christ, why? Because this is the way. And Jesus promises to be with the church in this, and lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world, amen. And you see the disciples following the way. You see it in action in Acts chapter 18, verse 26. Apollos, man, he knows the book. He knows that the Messiah has come and he is preaching with authority and power. And Priscilla and Aquila come alongside him and they show him that way, right? They teach him, they explain that way more perfectly to Apollos. They make sure that he gets the rest of the message. Paul, when he was Saul, You know, the Apostle Paul first was Saul the persecutor of the church and he talked about in Acts 22 and verse four how he persecuted followers of this way. Those who were followers of the way of Christ, they were learners of Christ, disciples of Christ. Uh, He hated the fact that God was all over their life and their ministry and so he, he, he persecuted them unto death, he said. So whenever we pray, right, Psalm 67, Uh, Lord, be merciful to us, bless us, cause your face to shine on us, why? Because the world needs to know you, right? That thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. So the saving health that will come to all nations, ultimately, we will see this completely realized when Christ comes to rule and reign for a thousand years. The whole world will be converted in the millennial reign of Christ, in the meantime, We are working to reach the nations before Christ comes back to stamp out the final insurrection against God himself and to rule and reign from Jerusalem. uh, Mark it down. This is going to happen. Uh, Just as sure as we're here at 40th and Walnut this morning, there's a day coming very soon when Jesus Christ himself will literally physically return to planet Earth. He came 2,000 years ago. He is coming again. He's coming to literally rule and reign in a literal physical kingdom from a literal physical throne in Jerusalem. You say, that sounds too crazy, too fantastic. Have you been paying attention in 2020? Nothing's too crazy, nothing's too fantastic. I mean, they're, they're disclosing aliens this year, criminy. What in the world? Okay, so it's gonna happen. During the millennial reign, the nations will be saved. In the meantime, we don't want them to have to come in line under a rod of iron. We want people to come to saving faith today. Today is the day of salvation, and so we need the nations to know Jesus. And this was promised to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses one through three. This is a famous passage in scripture. Uh, God promises a land to Abraham, he'll make a great nation of him, and he says, I will, in verse two, I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. To who? Well look at verse three, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So there's the promise. Uh, We see the reality of it in the present. In Luke chapter two, verses 30 through 32 we see that Jesus Christ is the promised and the prepared Messiah. And verse 32 says he is a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. So he is going to lighten the Gentiles, bring the Gentile nations to saving faith. Well how? Well today in this dispensation, while the church is at work, we know that the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, Titus 2, 11. Um, but somebody has to be a conduit, somebody has to carry it, okay? If it's appeared to all men, all men need to get clued in. Well, it's through the preaching of the gospel, Romans 1 16, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile, to the Greek. This is why when we communicate the gospel, when we're bringing the light of God to the Gentile nations, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5 shows that it has to come in God's power. and Paul says, when I brought you the gospel, 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 5, our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. As you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake, so Paul is a guy who was desperate before the Lord. God be merciful to me, bless me. Cause your face to shine on me. I need the anointing because you've commissioned me, you've called me to preach the light to the Gentiles, to the nations, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so whenever he rolled up on Thessalonica, when he rolled up on those Thessalonians, when he preached the gospel, the power of God unto salvation, Okay, he did it in word, but not word only, but also in power, in the power of the Holy Spirit. There was an anointing, and they heard and received because they saw the reality of the gospel in the life of the preacher. So that's the question on the floor this morning. Whenever you look at this, do you see the power of God resting on your life to communicate the things of God to the souls of men that so desperately need God's truth? Is the power of God, whenever you speak, is it not just in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and with much assurance? Do people hear the living word of God when you speak it? Or do they just hear you speaking some truth, words only? We need God to bless us. We need him to, 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 to have mercy on us, to bless us. We need him to cause Him to shine His face upon us, because the work that He's called us to is beyond our ability to accomplish it in the power of our flesh. It's not by our might. It's not by our strength. The arm of the flesh cannot save. Human intellect cannot cannot convert someone, cannot translate them from darkness to light. You can't, through your ability, see anybody receive eternal life. But oh man, when the word of God comes in the power of the Holy Spirit, People can't turn that off. They can't ignore that, they can't shut that out because God is speaking, right? His word is coming through his people. The second question would be this, are you burdened like God for the lost world that does not know God? Do you care? Do you even have God's heart on this issue? The nations, you, you, you gotta know the majority, the overwhelming majority of the world today does not know Christ. And there's so many that are lost, so are we desperate for those that are going to spend eternity in hell, apart from God, but what we come and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. So maybe the, the, the question is really this, what are you going to do to make sure that they know God in his way, that they receive his saving help? What are you gonna do about it? You can do nothing about it if you're not first positioning yourself to say, God bless me, have mercy on me. Shine your face upon me because I want to make your way known. Right? I want to bring your saving health to the nations. You see a, a reprise of this concept at the close of, psalm, of this psalm, verse 7. God shall bless us and what's the result? And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So look at verse 3. So here's the call. Okay, we, we, we plea for a blessing so that we can produce a witness in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now here is the call. We are to be a multiplying people of praise. Verse three, let all, right? Verse three, let the people praise thee, O God. And then notice how it grows. Let all the people praise thee. You see that in verse five as well. Uh, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. So, Notice that the people praising God must aim at all of the people praising God. Do you see even the missions component in verses three and five? We as a praising people should multiply so that all the nations might be able to praise God. And this is our job, and whether you feel like it or not, you are to be a part of a people of praise. And so you get to praising, you start praising until it's a part of who you are. Check out Psalms 43 verse five. You may not feel like praising, oh my soul, right? Why art thou cast down, oh my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? I don't feel like doing nothing. I just wanna, I just wanna lay in, in bed and, and play tic-tac-toe on my phone. <laughs> I don't feel like praising. So here's what you say to your soul, holding God, for I shall yet praise him. You don't have to feel like it, you just get to it. I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. You know, this is how you go from depressed to delighted, by the way. You may not feel like praising, you get your praise on and you keep it on until, until you realize God who is the health of your countenance. This is the way. This is the way, this is the way. You just get your praise on until you're in his presence So get this down, MBT, Midtown Baptist Temple, we must first be a people of worship. If we're gonna be effective in missions, we gotta get our worship right, right here. And that's gonna mean from time to time, we gotta get some 80s synth praise and worship. Thank you, Brian, that was pretty wonderful. We must be a people of worship, not just in our singing, but in our giving, in how we conduct our time you know we're stewards of the living god we're servants of the most high uh, is how we live our how we live our life is that falling out as an act of worship does it show that god is worthy in john chapter 4 verse 23 we see the promise that true worshipers worship the father in spirit and in truth and we see god's heart god is looking he's seeking such to worship him so verse 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, so get this down, without our proper worship, okay, we have to be a people of worship. Otherwise, without our, prophet, uh, our proper worship, what do we have in terms of missions? What do we have that's worth exporting? If we can't get it right, right here at 40th and Walnut, why would God bless us to be a multiplying people? to bring the way of God and his saving health to the nations, to win souls and make disciples if we don't first and foremost exist as a people of praise. Our worship has to be right, right here. And God says, man, I love how MBT gets their praise on. I love how there are people of praise, there are people of worship. These are a people of devotion. You know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless them. I'm gonna cause my face to shine on them. I'm gonna have mercy on them and bless them so that they will multiply across the face of the earth because I want more people worshiping me in spirit and in truth because they need that. I love them, I have compassion on them. They have to worship me in spirit and truth because I only am life, Do you see this? People say, God sounds like an egomaniac. No, he is very kind and benevolent. Without him, we have nothing, remember? Without him, there is no life. And so the best thing that can happen for every single soul on this planet is that they come to saving faith in Jesus Christ so that they can say, Christ is my life, so that they can worship him in spirit and in truth. This is critical. We gotta get our praise right right here if we're gonna be effective in missions. This is why we gotta figure out how to have a consistently decent live stream in our worship, because we've got people, we've got people that we are, we are we, we, we've, maybe we reached them in Kansas City and now they're going home and they get the philosophy of ministry and they wanna be a part of a soul winning, disciple making, leadership equipping church, a, a multiplying church and they can't find any church that will get on board with that. Well, that's a clue to start a church. And so our disciples in Vietnam, our disciples in Dallas, our disciples in, 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 in Denver, disciples in Madison, disciples in Hong Kong, they need to be able to praise and worship with us. They need to be able to effectively continue and worship with us so that the DNA of church life, the DNA of worship can propagate. Do you see that? So we gotta, we gotta get that right. As we go, we need to bring worship with us So that as these disciples multiply and as we plant church uh, after church after church all over the world, we want them to be a people of praise and worship. Uh, Whenever we bring a team, we need to be bringing teams of people to to train our disciples in how to worship. And so, not to put any pressure, more pressure on the worship team, but um, you gotta go with us on mission trips because we gotta teach our disciples all over the world. right? We, we talked about this on Tuesday. We've got a lot of people that we ended up adopting through our Bible school and now we're fostering them and, uh, and, and we need to do the same thing with them to help them plant churches that will win souls, make disciples, train and equip people so that worshipers will multiply over the face of the earth. So help us with worship. You say, well I'm not really gifted to worship. Are you fog in a mirror? Do you have breath? Can you, right? Are you existing? If you're alive and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a worshiper and you can help us in worship. One way to do that is just show up on time. Um, Coming late, that's a big distraction. Uh, Just show up on time. Another way uh, is people are making decisions, okay? Whenever we were in our four-hour schedule, we were... We were doing four different services on Sunday to try to make it fit with the space that we had. Uh, If you don't know, we were able to rent the theater across the street, and that's what's enabled us to get back to two services. Um, One of the things that we did is we packed that hour, and we were trusting God in terms of the decisions. Well, now we're back into an hour and a half time slot. And so, at the conclusion of the message, this isn't a time for you to zip it all up and just walk out, okay? This is the time for you to be praying because people have heard the word of God and they're considering what their response needs to be to it. Well, you need to be a part of that worship conclusion. Pray that people would submit to the word, that they would worship God in spirit and in truth or maybe that's you, you know. Don't leave but what you have seriously considered the word of God for yourself. Uh, you, You zipping up and walking out while we're doing a conclusion to the service with praise and prayer and worship, it's very distracting to the people that God's dealing with. Pardon me, excuse me, you gotta climb over them because you need to be first in line to get donuts or coffee or whatever. Um, Forget your coffee and your donut. Help us with the worship, right? Help us with the praise. Help us to worship God in spirit and in truth. We'll get you out in plenty of time to grab a cup of coffee. Uh, to, oh, are they serving coffee between services? Do we know? How, did, how Brandon, do you know how that felt? There may not be coffee after this service. This one's mine. Sorry. We'll see. It's worth going down and checking. Uh, we'll, we'll eventually get that worked out. You know, one thing that that, that could help with our worship and praise is, um, you know, some of you you are actually gifted to lead. Uh, I'd I'd encourage you to really prayerfully consider your schedule. You know, and join one of the worship teams or join the the we're always looking for help on the soundboard or the live stream uh, to 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 do support for worship. You know, so be praying about that. So we see in verse three what the call is to be a multiplying people of praise. And then in verses four and six, we see the consequences, okay? If we're a people of worship and praise, then the nations will worship God. And we're gonna, again, we'll absolutely see the reality of this when Christ comes to rule and reign for a thousand years. Um, But in the meantime, we can be winning the nations. Verse four says, oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth, upon earth, Selah. Now today, nations, right, by and large, the nations do not want God, so we gotta go and show them God. We gotta go and show him to them. And again, in the millennial, every eye will see, okay? During the millennial reign of Christ, everyone will see who Christ is and see him for who he is. Uh, but today they don't, so we must go and show them. So how are the nations gonna know him? How are the nations gonna be convinced that there's a living God? Well, they gotta see him living in and through us. It's by their seeing verses one and two in us, they'll see the reality of him for themselves, okay? So, and then the result is once they see God in us for who he is, well then they now can respond with gladness and joy because they can receive him themselves. And then we see the fallout is, now God's righteous judgment is over the nations, in verse four. It's over us, in verse six. The earth yields her increase. God blesses us, in verse six. So we'll see fruit at the judgment seat of Christ. So the nations, right, people from every tribe, every tongue, once they see him through us, right, through us going and showing them, now they can submit their lives to him and now they're under his blessings. Psalms 119, verse 150 or 175, let my soul live and it shall praise thee and let thy judgments help me. God, I need to be under your judgments. Psalm 69, verse 10, say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth, show them who he is. The world also shall be established, it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Once we see God for who he is, once the nations, that once Christ is revealed to them, now they can submit their lives to him. Now they're under his righteous judgments. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the earth with righteousness and his people with truth. Man, I wanna be a part of that. I want to be a part of people knowing the reality of that. Psalms 98 verse nine, before the Lord he cometh to judge the earth with righteousness shall he judge the world and all the people with equity. Man, I want them to meet Jesus before he comes to rule and reign. Genesis 18, here's the promise. Verse 25, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? One way or another this world is gonna submit to his rule. I want to be a part of introducing the nations to Jesus before he comes to rule and reign. I want to introduce people to Jesus so that he can rule and reign over their heart while it's called today. And so knowing that you're doing this, you're bringing God, the reality of who God is to the nations, knowing that you're in the center of God's will for your life, that's everything. There it is again, verse five, let the people praise thee, O oh God, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase and God, even our God, our own God, shall bless us. Now again, primarily the application here is gonna be in the millennial reign of Christ. The curse over sin will be removed from the earth. Okay, that's what we're talking about. The earth will yield her increase. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. So get this down in your notes, submission to the way submission to God's authority, God's word over your life, that's gonna bring his blessing into your life. Whenever people come and they submit as a disciple of Christ, now they can be fruitful in the field, the earth yields her increase in terms of this dispensation, in terms of the work of the church. We're laboring in a field, we're laboring for souls and so the seed is the word of God, we sow the seed of God's word and then the earth yields her increase Why, because as farmers we've been praying for rain. (laughs) We're praying for the power of the Holy Spirit to anoint that work so that souls can be brought out of the bondage of darkness and be brought into the light of God's truth. That is the earth yielding her increase. That is the blessing of our own God over our lives. Psalms 142 verse seven says, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteousness shall compass me about for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. When we're walking with God, we ought to trust him for his blessing over our lives. Isaiah 54 verse one, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. We have the opportunity, even though we don't start as a blessed people, we can be a blessed people that God will give fruit. Psalm 85, verse nine, surely a salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Again, we can trust the Lord to bless the work of our hands. You see it again in Ezekiel 34, verses 26 through 27. He's gonna make the places a hill uh, about my hill of blessing. Uh, there'll be showers of blessing, verse 26. Verse 27, the earth yields her fruit. The earth yields her increase. We're safe in the land. We're safe in the work. Uh, you'll also see this promise to the nation of Israel in Deuteronomy 28, verse 16. And so here's, here's what I'm getting at. You have the ability to waste your life working really hard. You can work really hard at something and then really never accomplish anything of eternal value. A farmer can work his tail off, but at the end of the day, he has to pray for rain, amen? He can work really hard and he can plant the seed and he can take care of weeds, but our best efforts come to nothing without God sending the rain, without God's blessing over our lives. And that brings us to verse seven. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So before we close, I wanna ask this question, what is We'll see, uh, we'll see how well we did this morning. What is the goal? What is the end? What's the aim of missions? What's the goal of missions? Is it for people to be saved? Is that the goal of missions? Is it for people to be saved and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? You say, oh, that's gotta be a, twic- a trick question. You're right. That is a goal, right? When we do missions, we want to see souls saved, amen? That's a goal, but it's not the goal. Is, it, is the goal of mission for us, missions, right, the mission, is it for us to obey the Great Commission? Would that be the goal, the ultimate objective? Again, that's a goal, that's why it's called the Great Co-mission. It's obviously a goal for us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Those that respond we baptize and then we teach them all things whatsoever Christ commands in his word. God's with us in that. But go back in this Psalm and look at verses three and five. This is the goal of missions. We need to be a people of worship and praise, right? We need God to bless us, to have mercy on us, to bless us, to cause his face to shine upon us. We desperately need that. Because this is the goal of missions, that all might glorify God the Father through the Son. That's the goal. Let the people praise Thee, right? Let the people praise Thee, O God. Let all the people praise Thee. That's the objective. (laughs) If we have an effective missions endeavor, a missions work, it will fall out to the people of praise in this place, multiplying peoples of praise over the face of the world. The nations will praise him. And that they will do. Philippians 2.9 says that Jesus has been given a name which is above every name. Verse 10 says that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There it is. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess Every single entity will worship. I pray that we'll be effective and will reach many so that they can do it because they want to, not because they have to. Do you see the difference? This comes from Isaiah 45, verses 22 and 23. This is the invitation of God to a lost people. Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. God's not willing that any would perish. For I am God, there is none else. There is only Jesus. <laughs> I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear. Psalms eighty-nine or eighty-six, verse nine, says, All nation whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. Brothers and sisters, we want to be a blessed multiplying people of praise so that people can give this worship to God because they want to while there's still time, not because they have to when things under the earth are brought up and the knee bows and the tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords to the glory of the Father, even though they will yet, because they rejected Christ, spend eternity apart from him in hell. What a horrible thing, this is not God's plan. You say, why would God be so harsh? God fell all over himself making sure that that wouldn't happen. He gave his life, he shed his blood, he allowed himself to be butchered by his creation to keep that from happening. You say God is harsh, no, 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 there is nothing apart from God but hell and God's not willing that any would go to that place and this is why he sent his son. But make no mistake, you may be here today and you may be saying in your heart, I'll never worship him, yes you will. From the rising of the sun, even until the going down of the same, "My name shall be great among the Gentiles, Malachi 1:11. And, and in every place, incense shall be offered unto my name and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the nations, saith the Lord of hosts. It's going to happen. The question is, will you submit to Christ because you want to, or because you have to? One way or another, you will bow the knee, and you will confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is king of kings and Lord of Lords. The only way that we're gonna give more people the opportunity to do it because they want to is because we are a multiplying people of praise. We gotta get our worship right, right here, so that we can count on the mercy and the blessing and the face shining of God, so that we can take the way, right, and the salvation, the saving health to the nations, so that all might worship him in spirit and truth. You remember Moses in Exodus 33. Remember how he prayed? It was a very similar, is a parallel approach. Uh, Moses basically asked for three things. Uh, first, he asked for God to teach him His ways so that he could know Him, and by God's grace, he could help Israel. I got, you know, the work's too great. I got to know You. I got, I, I have to, I have to know Your ways. <laughs> And then the second category of prayer was that God would never take his presence from him. Lo, be with me even to the end of the earth, right? That was his cry in verse 15. And then he was right there with the Apostle Paul. In verse 18 he prayed, this is the third thing, right? I I wanna know your way. Don't leave me, don't forsake me. But I wanna see your glory. Moses was a worshiper. I wanna look on your glory. You see that in verse 18. And God told him, You know, no one can see my face and live. And so I'm going to just hide in the cleft of this rock. And as I pass by, I'll cover you with my hand. And, and then as I, go up, as I go on, right, as I head to the horizon, you can look on my hinder parts. You can see my back. And uh, that'll be enough for you. And it was so much that his face shone. And he had such a walk with God. The Bible says he wist not, he didn't know that his face was literally. He went radioactive. I mean, anytime your face is glowing, you're dying. And yet, God was merciful to him and blessed him, right? His grace was given to him. Uh, Moses didn't see the face of God, but the face of God was shining from his face. Do you see that? It was incredible. Paul said it this way, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to join, I want to take up, I want to know the fellowship of Christ's sufferings. I want to be made conformable to his death. Show me your glory and that'll be my life. That'll take, if it takes my, show me your glory. That's the kind of person that God uses to multiply the way, the saving health of God around the world. That's what God uses to multiply a people of praise. Is this making sense, brothers and sisters? Does this make sense? This is so critical that we get this. These, this is the kind of person that God can use to shake the nations for his glory. I'd like us to bow our heads and I'd like us to humble ourselves and if you would right now, I'd ask that in your heart you would draw nigh to God and that the prayer of your heart could be, God have mercy on me. Bless me. Cause your face to shine upon me. I wanna see your glory. I need to know your way. Never leave me, never forsake me. Don't take the anointing from me. These are sure promises from the word. I mean, God told you as his child, he'll never leave you or forsake you. But can he use you? Are you one that he can anoint for the work? Can the nation see the reality of God through your, your life as a person of praise and worship? I'm gonna pray for you, and then I wanna invite you, okay, if you are standing in need of prayer, maybe, uh, you recognize God's dealing with you right now, and you need to you need to quit living your life, and, and it's, today's the day where you want to start. You recognize you need to start living his life, the life he called you to. Then I want to invite you to come forward, and we're going to pray and counsel with you. Um, if you're in agreement, okay, and you're saying, Yeah, amen, I, man, Psalms, this is the psalm, this is my theme song, my mission theme song. I'd just invite you to look around and see if you can find a prayer partner so that we can pray Psalm 67 together as we close. Right? Find, I just wanna invite you to find another brother or sister and, and pray particularly verses one and two. Uh, let's ask the Lord for that. Let's have some corporate prayer together and ask the Lord for that. Uh, I'm gonna pray for you, but if you need help, you need counsel, today is the day where you wanna stop living your life and you want to start living the life that God's designed you to live as a, as a people of praise, right? a child of worship, a worshiper of God who worships in spirit and truth, well then if that's you, I want you to come forward. We want to meet and pray and counsel with you, all right? So Father, you see us here this morning and, and Lord, you see our need. Lord, I pray that we'd, we would see our need. God, you see that You want to multiply a people of praise and and so Lord, first and foremost, help us to be worshipers who worship you in spirit and in truth. Help us to be a dependent people who recognize, God, we need your mercy, your blessing. We need your grace. We need you to shine your face upon us. Lord, we need you to keep us, to keep us from evil, to keep us from the evil way, to keep us from the evil man and the evil day. Uh, Lord, save and bless, keep and use us for your glory. Uh, God, I pray that if there's anyone here today that does not know you, they do not know that they're born again, I pray that today would be the day of salvation, that today they would come forward and and get in your word with us and let us show them how they can know that they have a right relationship with you through Christ's sacrificed and finished work at Calvary. God, today, be glorified in your people. Help us to be a people of multiplying praise because you're worthy. You're worthy of all the glory. You're worthy of all the praise. So, Lord, help us to make disciples of all nations. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand. Let's worship.